For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Ben Jones, and we're going to explore YouTube ad targeting. And if you have been doing ads on Facebook and other social platforms, but not on YouTube, you're going to want to pay attention to what we talk about today. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram, at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. And if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow this show so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's now transition over to this week's interview with Ben Jones. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Ben Jones. If you don't know who Ben is, he's a YouTube strategist. He's also the co-founder of Titan Marketer, a consultancy that helps coaches, course creators, and service-based businesses grow and scale with YouTube ads. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Yeah, excellent. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and look forward to, you know, obviously trying to deliver some value to everyone listening today. Well, I'm super excited you're here today. Ben and I are going to explore YouTube ad targeting, but before we go there, Ben, I want to hear your story. Start wherever you want to start. How the heck did you get into YouTube ads? Yeah, great question. So I guess, look, if, if I go back a little ways, look, to be honest, I, I grew up on a farm, so technology was not one of the things back in the day that that was really shared. But the cool thing was, you know, later on in life, I sort of got into, you know, investing and I really wanted to leave my, my job and uh, start, I guess, that whole entrepreneurial hustle that everyone, you know, who seeks freedom and, and getting away from, you know, the rat race wanted to do. Uh, so in the end, very Long story short, one of the first things that we did is we bought a whole bunch of online businesses going back a decade or more now. And I think we bought 30 in the first year. And I very quickly, you know, was one of those per- people who didn't have Facebook or a mobile phone to my late 20s. So going from that into, hey, look, we have a whole bunch of online businesses now. I really had to figure that out. When you say we bought businesses, who's we? Is it you and your family? Yeah, or yeah. What, what exactly? Who, who bought the business? And what kind of businesses did you buy? My brother and I, back then, we, we went into business together to buy a whole bunch of online businesses. And we bought a whole bunch of like, back then it was all about blog sites, right? So we bought a whole bunch of like heavy traffic blog sites. I had AdSense and a whole bunch of things like that that would bring in income, which was fantastic until two things happened. One, <laughs> yeah, we, we ended up getting slapped by, you know, all the very cute animals that Google bought out like Hummingbird and Panda and all the rest of them back in the day when SEO and you know, search ads were really the thing. That was really fun. And then we got slapped by that. And I was just like, oh, no, what are we going to do now? And that's really where my first introduction to paid ads came along. Uh, we had to, at the time, Facebook was coming up. It was sort of in its prime. It was just sort of getting started. Facebook ads, I should say. And uh, we ended up getting going in heavy into Facebook ads and 
affiliate marketing back in the day and rechanging the monetization on all these businesses. And we we got that sorted. And then my brother was like, hey, let's just sell everything. I want to go traveling for a couple of years. And I was like, man, we just spent the last couple of years building this. But uh, that's what we did. We sold up and he went traveling. And I was kind of like, well, what do I do now? And uh, the fun thing was about the same time, my son wanted to learn how to start a business or wanted money. And I was like, dude, there's no way I'm giving you pocket money, right? So, <laughs> so if you're gonna if you're gonna like get money in this world, you need to learn how to sell or create something along those lines. And uh, the fun thing was that's exactly what we did. We we started him up a little business, and we had heaps of other people asking us, well, how do we do that too? And I was sort of at a, like a transition point in my life. I was like, well, what what can I do that has a bit more meaning? If that makes sense, I'm pretty comfortable. Like, what's the next steps? And that was basically the beginning of a business I run today called Youth in Business. What we did there is we, my wife and I um, went on a mission to just go and help as many kids as we can start businesses before they finish high school. Very cool. Yeah, it was really fun. So, you know, we were doing just before COVID, you know, events in every capital city in Australia to 800 people. You know, we did a launch to the UK, did a couple of events over there, which was really fun, you know, over a thousand people each room. And that that's really fun. Like, we absolutely love doing that that business. And we've had kids you know, buy houses before they're 18. One of our kids is like, uh, written a book on how I made more money than my principal. The whole thing is just off the charts, next level, right? <laughs> so really, really, really fun. I'm curious on the on the, the stuff with the kids. So what kind of businesses were you teaching them to do just out of curiosity? So, I mean, we, we get them to start a business around their passions, their hobbies. Like, what do they like doing? It doesn't really matter because here's the thing. If, if you learn how to create a business and it's something that you like doing and you can earn money doing that, you never really have to work a day in your life. Although that's the, that's the thinking behind it. And I think as entrepreneurs, that's really the freedom that we're looking for is, you know, we want to do something that we enjoy doing that creates value, that helps people and all of that. So I really wanted to, you know, help kids learn that before they had to leave school. So they didn't have to get trapped in the rat race and they can really learn that skill set of an entrepreneur. So that's like, we've had kids do everything from fidget spinners to like businesses, like that'll be a seven figure businesses here. Like one kid created his own sunscreen line for the surfers, he's left school and stepped straight into a business doing that. We've got another kid doing uh, sustainable products like bamboo toothbrushes. And, you know, he's doing well. He'll do, you know, multiple six figures this year. He's like 16. So like, there's just like, you name it. There's, there's a whole bunch of different ranges of every type of business you can imagine, which is pretty fun. I love that. So you started this thing with kids and like, bring us up to like now how, where does YouTube ads come into all this? So basically, look, we were running an event for that. And, you know, they were quite big rooms. We had our Facebook marketing. And we were just, this is probably going back about seven or eight, seven years ago, six, seven years ago. And basically, every single time, we just kept losing our ad account. Or we'd, we'd end up, the, the cost of our leads would go through the roof and then down. And Facebook was about as predictable as a politician's promise. And I was just like, this is so annoying. And at the time, I was actually scheduled to go to China. I had some business over there I had to deal with. And this is kind of before VPNs and stuff. So I went to China and I was like, we lost all our Facebook ad accounts. And I was just like, how are we going to fill these rooms? How are we going to run the businesses that we have? Um, this just isn't going to work. And we were very heavily dependent on, on paid marketing. Uh, so at the time, I said to one of my staff, I was like, hey, figure out search ads, Google ads while I'm away. And then we paid an agency to come in and do something. I just had this big budget. And I was like, burn some money, see what happens. <laughs> and, uh, I went to China and I could email. That was about it. And I came home. And what I found out is we actually did a better job than the agency that we paid. And I was like, well, hang on a second. There's probably something here. And we, we went really heavy into 
you know, YouTube, Google Ads, sorry. And then we had people ask us how to do or ask me how to do Google Ads. And then all of a sudden I was speaking on some friends' stages, talking to people about how to do Google Ads. And then basically Time Marketer was born. I partnered with a good friend of mine, Marcus. Uh, we, we created the whole thing together. And, we, and for the first year or two, we really taught like the whole suite of Google Ads. But what we found is that 80% of the results really come from YouTube for all of our clients. And everyone just wanted to learn like, how do we just do this YouTube part? And I mean, even for ourselves, you know, 80% of our budget is spent in YouTube anyway with, you know, maybe a bit in display remarketing and Facebook remarketing and things like that. Yeah, that, that's basically where where we ended up talking about YouTube for the last you know number of years and helping people really grow and scale with YouTube ads, a wide range of industries doing you know millions of dollars in sales and um, really helping people scale with YouTube advertising. Awesome story. Love it. There are plenty of people listening right now who are not using YouTube for ads, right? Maybe they're using Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or something else for ads, but, or maybe they're not using ads at all. They're just focused completely on organic content on YouTube and other platforms. What do you want to say to those folks who are like, hmm, why should I use YouTube? Why should I pay YouTube, you know, to acquire a customer? I think YouTube at the moment is the opportunity of a lifetime, right? That's, for example, it's, it's where Facebook was a decade ago or where search was, you know, back in the 2000s or, um, you know, SEO was and email was back in the 90s, right? And, and here's the thing. All of the ad platforms have what I would call a life cycle, right? Like that whole adoption curve. And at the beginning, we're like really at the early adopters phase of YouTube. And then on the back end of that, you have like the laggards and that. And I mean, for example, I think something like, you know, nearly 80-something percent of people are using uh, Facebook ads. It's a similar stat for email and it's a similar ad for search. If you're a marketer, and you're paying for ads, you know, those platforms are plus 80% of users in there. The cool thing is if you have a look at how, or how many marketers and business owners are doing YouTube ads, and it's actually under 10%. So in the US, it's eight. In Australia, it's like nine or 10, depending on where you get your stat from. So just in terms of like where the marketing and the money is, you've only got like 10% of people here. And the other cool thing about YouTube is basically it is very much a blue ocean. So it's not, it's, you know, muddying the waters. They haven't got really expensive. And the cool thing is literally at the moment, if you sign up with a new Google Ads account, which YouTube's attached to, they'll literally give you $500 to get started uh, when you spend $500 ad credit. Now, you know, let me ask you a question. When was the last time that Facebook gave you $500 to get started with them or, or whatever? It's just, it's just not going to happen. So that's one, that's one really big reason is like where it sits in the market at the moment. It's one of those things like imagine if you had have got in on Facebook a decade ago or you know, paid ads or search ads, you know, back in the early 2000s, how much bigger would have been you've been able to grow your business, right? So that's that in itself is one great reason to get started with YouTube ads. The other side of that, though, is the targeting and the opportunity that you have with YouTube ads. And I know we're going to talk about that in a bit more detail, but it really is like right now, like you don't want to be looking back in five years and go, oh man, you know, <laughs> I should have got into YouTube ads. And, and if nothing else, it's just if you're in one ad platform, and you're not in YouTube ads, you got to like sensitize the risk a, a little bit. You know, like if you're just relying on Facebook all the time, that's actually not so safe because you can end up like what happens to me is you get your Facebook accounts banned. You end up with all the drama of Facebook. They don't give you reliable leads all the time. So just having two platforms at a minimum uh, on your paid ad side is just going to really help mitigate the risk. But more importantly, just, you know, get you better quality leads, which YouTube does as well. So, well, and another thought is the intent is very different on YouTube than it is on the other social platforms, right? Because generally speaking, people are on YouTube to consume content, 
where they're not on Facebook necessarily to consume content. I mean, they're becoming, you know, maybe Instagram with reels and Facebook with reels, but most people use meta focused platforms to get on and get off really quickly and just to get updates on what's going on with their friends. But if you start to think about the intent on YouTube, they're going there to learn or to be educated or entertained. Would you agree with that? And that's, and that's an important signal for marketers, right? Yeah. And I think you're hundred percent. You nailed it there with like people go to YouTube to be educated or entertained, right? Uh, people go to Facebook to, you know, scroll through and look at pictures of cats, dogs, and what people ate for breakfast, right? Like, it's a completely different thing. When people go to YouTube, they're looking for, um, you know, most of the searches that start in YouTube because it's the second, like, world's second largest search engine behind Google. It's so big. If you can find like Yahoo, Bing, AOL, all the other places combined, YouTube search is bigger than all of those, right? And most of the searches there start with how-to. So people are literally looking for like how-to problems to your business and you can put ads on around those keywords or on those videos, right? So like, the intent behind what who you're getting there is just so much better than people scrolling through being interrupted looking at, like I said, cats or whatever it is on Facebook, right? So that's that's pretty massive just, just in itself. But people really do go to be um, entertained and watch their own content. So the cool thing about YouTube is you can go there and watch like the content that you subscribe to or relevant videos around what you want to watch. And I know we have shorts and you have a feed and whatever else now. It's a little bit different. But the mindset of someone who's on YouTube is very, very different to someone who's on Facebook. And I think that definitely carries over into the quality of the leads that you get out the other side. Perfect. So now that we've made, I think, a pretty strong case as to why YouTube specifically for paid acquisition, let's talk about your ad targeting strategy when it comes to YouTube. Let's start by just introducing it at a high level and then we'll break down the pieces. Cool. So we have what we call a credit card out targeting. So how do you get in front of someone who literally has their credit card out ready to buy, right? And that's that's really the power of YouTube. So if you were to compare the targeting, I'm going to do a lot of comparisons with Facebook and YouTube here because they're kind of the two big players in the paid market, right? So Facebook and YouTube, the targeting on Facebook is fantastic, right? But YouTube is just so much better. If you were to compare them, it would be like they were to face off. It'd be like Bambi versus Godzilla, and you know, <laughs> Facebook is not is not Godzilla in this equation, right? Like it's just. It's just so different. You can't even wrap your head around the, t- the targeting options that you can do with, with YouTube are just so superior. And this is where a lot of people go wrong is they come from Facebook. Like they've got something that's working on Facebook. It's a very interruptive ad. You know, they've got just that top layer of targeting and then they bring it over to YouTube and they're like, hey, this is definitely going to work here. And it's the wrong platform. People are there for a different intent. You're trying to be salesy. It doesn't, really, it doesn't work like that. And in your ad, so you need a different ad. And then the other problem is like your targeting is just surface layer. You haven't even, you know, got down to the good stuff of YouTube. And then people throw their hands up there and go, oh man, I've tried YouTube, it doesn't work. And this is where the targeting and the messaging in the ad is super, super key. So you call it the credit card out targeting. When someone follows this strategy that we're about to talk about, what possible outcomes could they have? Literally, you'll get the best leads you've ever had in your life from YouTube. <laughs> yes. So the, the quality of the lead is better. And there's two things that it can overcome. The two biggest objections that you're, you're going to hear in any business is, hey, look, I can't afford it right now. And the other one is, look, it's just not the right time. And with this targeting option, you can just eliminate both of those before they even click on your ad, right? So getting your targeting right on YouTube is, is super, super key. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about the first targeting thing we need to understand. What is it and how does it work? So the first layer, if you will, and these are going to be layers. The way I'm going to give this to you is it's going to break down into like an inverted triangle, if you will. 
or a, you know a funnel and this is very much the top layer and then what we want to do with each one of these layers is like thin it out so we've got this top layer and then we want to go of that top layer we only want this sort of people and then we only want this sort of people so that's how it's going to go right like it's going to cut down as you go through so the first thing that we want to do is what we would call genuine interest targeting this is step number one okay so step number one is that gen- genuine interest targeting and this is pretty much the type of targeting that you would do in Facebook, okay? This is very much your demographics, your geographics, you know, all the different elements, and maybe a few interests that they might have or topics that they're interested in. So, for example, I might target, you know, a 35-year-old mom who has kids between the age of 6 and 18 or whatever it is, 6 or 12 or something like that, that like surfing, cats and chocolate, right? So there's some interests, uh, and she lives in a certain suburb, you know, let's say New York, right? So... Not that I'm guessing the surf's good in New York, but you get the drift, right? So that's sort of where I'm going with the, that top layer targeting. And that's where most people start. And that, by definition in itself, is pretty fantastic. But that's the first thing you want to do is find out who your avatar is and target them before you move on to the next step in the targeting equation. Okay, so with this general interest targeting, demographics, geographics, and a few interests. So is it just age, gender, location or what other kind of simple things are involved here at this level of targeting? So this is where you might go to YouTube and you might use some of their pre-built-in topics, for example, or you might use some of their, you know, video lineup. So you, you might use, in terms of targeting, you'd probably, you could do something like similar audiences too, which is YouTube's version of lookalike audiences if you're in Facebook, right? So it's usually that like very, like it's still quite broad, you know, but you've you've nailed them down to, a specific type of niche, if that makes sense. So you might do something like people who, you know, use certain types of CRMs, for example, or like whatever your your demographic is in that way. But you really want to, this is very broad, like top layer targeting, and then you want to break that down a little bit. So yeah, definitely you're right, like demographics, geographics, and then, you know, a couple of interests or topics that you're looking for. So you sort of know who the person is. So if we come back to the example of the of the woman, like, of the lady, sorry, we've got, you know at this point that she's interested in in surfing and chocolate, for example. So that's sort of where we're, where we're at with that. Yeah. And everybody from New York, probably surfing isn't, uh, probably San Diego or like LA or Hawaii would be better, but we get the idea for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've got Florida this, or yeah, or Australia, right? Certain parts of Australia. So we've got the layer one, which is this genuine interest targeting, which you said is at the top. What's the next layer down that where things get a little more sophisticated? Yeah, this is where it gets really cool, right? Like, honestly, if you just did this, this is going to totally revolutionize your marketing, right? And this is the ability to target people based on household income. What do I mean by that? Well, imagine being able to show your ads to people who could only afford your products. Okay, so that's, that's amazing. Now, Facebook tried this for a while and then it didn't really work so well because they didn't have the data points to pull it off. Okay, and this is the big difference between... YouTube and, and Facebook and why, why Google can pull this up. Because a big question I get asked every time I bring this up is, well, how does Google know or how does YouTube know how much everybody earns? Okay? And it's because the data Google has on you or on a human is way different to anywhere else. I mean, think about it for a second. You're in a relationship with Google, whether you like it or not, and they probably know more about you than your spouse or best friend. Okay? Yeah, well, and we should probably think about this. Google owns Google Maps. They own Gmail right? There, what else is there? I mean, there's a bazillion, keep going. I mean, like all this data stuff, right? Oh, there's so many, right? So yeah, Google Maps is a big one. They, they literally know 
uh, your location a lot of the time. They have every single website you visit in their Chrome browser, which is one of the biggest browsers in the world. Every single Google search that you do, every single YouTube video. That Google you do, Analytics, everything you've ever purchased, right? Everything you've ever purchased, Google Analytics, everything that's in your Google Drive, everything that's in your Gmail, all your emails and attachments, all your calendar appointments, where you go, what you do. Literally, it's if you think about it, like you can actually go download the data Google has on you. So you know, this is a kind of fun exercise, maybe after you finish watching the podcast. <laughs> but go through and literally like type into just Google, just say, hey, look, I want to download my data, my Google data, the privacy data or whatever it is. And literally I downloaded mine. It was hundreds of thousands of documents and all sorts of just different crazy points that they have on every individual. So if you have a look at all the different data they have, it's very easy for them to go, oh, yeah, we think you're in this particular type of bracket based on pretty much everything that's in your in your whole entire life. And this is where YouTube doesn't have the same problem as Facebook because like when people say, oh, what about iOS, you know, like 14 and, you know, what they're doing there. It's like, yeah, well, that was a massive problem for Facebook because all their data was like wrapped up in, you know, like that's half the phones on the planet, right? Like it's a big deal. But Google already has every other piece of information on you anyway. It's not relying on third-party data. So well, Yeah, and they also have all the Android users, which is even more than Apple, right? Yeah, exactly. Every app that's on your phone, where you go, like it's, they even record your voice every time you say, hey, Google. Like it's seriously next level. <laughs> okay, so Google is used, right? Like Gmail is the biggest email out there full stop, right? And Google Analytics is on every single website everywhere, no matter what, right? If you just take those two alone, right? You know, you're going to be getting a lot of data. So they they allow this income, household income targeting. Talk to me a little bit about what that makes possible and why that's so valuable. Like help everybody unravel in their brain what you can do with that. Yeah, so this is really perfect, particularly if you have like a, a premium product or a, or a high-end product, or if you're like, you're a coach or consultant, or you're looking for like quality leads and things like that. Because like I think I said just before, like the biggest objection most salespeople or sales teams get is literally like, oh, that sounds really great. I just can't afford it, right? And that's any like struggling to get people with finance. And I think Russell Brunson said it best. It was like, don't sell to broke people. <laughs> it's just really difficult. Okay, so if you can avoid all of that before they even get to your landing page, then that's fantastic. And th this is what I said before, like the quality of lead that you'll get from YouTube is, is better than anything else out there because you can actually get someone who has the money to buy your product before they're even there because you can target, you know, top 10% or top 20% or top 30% of, of household income. And look, if, you, if you're thinking like, well, which one should I pick? If you're selling anything over like five or $600 and it's not like a super passion niche thing that they absolutely must have, I would strongly suggest probably the top 30% of household income is a, is a really good way to get started. Okay, so that's an important piece of data. You can't target actual household income. You're targeting a range, is that right? So top 30%, does it tell you what that is or do you have to guess what that is? What is that? How do you, you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah. So another way to like supercharge that, if you will, is to do it by suburb or, or like district, for example. So like, let's just say, that we wanted to target the whole state of Florida, right? So you could see the, the top 10 or 20% of Florida. Uh, if I can ask you, Michael, like what would be one of the, the more richer areas or cities in, in Florida, for example? I think Palm Beach is probably one of them. Uh, Miami would probably be one for sure. My, let's go with Miami. Miami. So if you did the top 10% of income owners in Miami versus say the top 10% of, you know, income owners in, you know, some town in the back of you know Georgia or something like that it's going to be completely different right so this is where you want to 
you really want to like, if, you, if you're looking for a really specific like high income client, that's a really good way to do that. So crazy question. Uh, when you do this higher end targeting, does it come at a higher price for the advertiser? Yeah, it does. And it's like any of the platforms, like the, the more crazy you get with the targeting, the more expensive the leads get. On the flip side of that, I'd rather pay an extra 20 or 30% for my lead, but know that that person is a good lead when they get there. Right? Like if you get go really broad, like let's just say I go to everyone in Florida, right? And I've got a sales team there or whatever. And I've got people on the phone trying to close people. They're rocking up for like calls on Zoom or they're coming to a webinar, but they're just not the right people or whatever it might be. It's, it's just not worth having the extra 30 or 40% of people who just aren't the right fit, right? So if you actually have a look at the conversion data on the back end, like, you know, we have this many leads, we're converting at that. The leads actually work out cheaper if you've got more of the right people, even though they might cost more on the front end because like the conversion rates are like twice as high. Quick question on the, um, the, the income targeting. Let's say you're not targeting the upper echelon. Can you target the full range? Or, I mean, do you have the option to target, like if you have a everyday product that you think is more the mid market or the low market, can you target those as well? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you don't have to use income targeting, right? Like you can just have it deset to everybody and, you know, let, let Google's or, you know, YouTube ads algorithm work out like uh, ads algorithm work out like who is, who are the best converters here? And you can just target like people who are, who have converted or bought opted in or whatever it is in the past i just want more of both people so you don't have to do the the top end targeting where we've seen this really work well is anyone with a premium product so like particularly like high ticket coaching and stuff like that or like high-end leads that's where this can really come into play quite well if you've got like just a general product you know you're selling something for under a hundred dollars then you know maybe that's you know you, you you're probably not needing needing that but in most cases the, the people we work with, most people have like a lifetime value of a client that's going to be over $500. So yeah, usually there is some sort of income targeting in most cases that I've seen. Cool. First of all, thank you so much for sharing the income side of it. I think it's obviously for the right target. It makes total sense to layer in this income targeting. Started at the top with this genuine interest targeting, which is demographics and geographics and a couple of pre-built topical interests. Then we're layering on the second layer, right? Which is this income targeting. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. What's the next layer and why is that so important as well? Yeah, so the next layer is what we call intent. and We, we kind of hinted at this a little bit before, but this is getting in front of someone who's literally ready to buy. Okay, so th this is amazing. So being able to actually get in front of someone with their credit card out. So this this is why we call our credit card out targeting because you've got someone who's genuinely interested, they're the right you know, avatar, they're your dream client, you know what their interests are. You've got someone who can afford your product so their credit card actually has money on it. Now the next trick is like, well, okay, cool. How do we get that person, not when they're interested, which is what you do on Facebook, when they're actually looking to buy? And that's a massive distinction between you know, people who are interested and people who are ready to buy. And this overcomes that objection I spoke about earlier, which is, that sounds really great. It's just not the right time right now or whatever it might be that's going on in that person's life. So this is like, how do we get in front of those intent audiences? And man, there's so many of these. I could talk about this literally for hours, but I'm probably just going to give you the top three. Like if you were to get started, like where to get started. And these are probably the top three that I'd have a look at. Now, the first one is understanding search. Okay, so Google search. Now, 
this one's really fun, like getting in front of people when they're searching for your product or service or like it might be, you know, best YouTube ad specialist or best, you know, social media site in the world, you know, <laughs> or it could be, you know, whatever your product is here, like the best product around this or like this service near me or how do I solve this problem that you have? And those, if you can get in front of those searches, that's amazing. Now, normally to do that, you have to run what's called Google search ads. And if you haven't run Google search ads before, basically you're going after people who are searching a term and you you basically pop up in that top three sections on Google. Now, you guys might have seen this before. Like if you type in a search out at the top of Google, you've got these three positions. That's probably the most expensive click you're going to pay for like on the internet because it's so intent-based, right? Now, the cool thing there is if someone, usually if you're running search ads and people click on them, there's usually three or four things at the top. Most people, if you do the research on it, will usually click on all three ads and see, you know, which is the best one that they like. Okay, so even when you're running search ads, you're still competing with the top three clicks that are happening on any search page. Now, what you can do with YouTube that a lot of people don't know about is you can still target those same people that are searching those things, but instead come over to YouTube and show them a YouTube ad uh, with no other competition at about you know, a quarter to about 30% of the price of what it's costing on search. Okay. We, we got to clarify this a little bit, right? Because some people are like, well, hold on a second. Now, then you are telling me that I can target people that are searching on Google, but show them a YouTube ad yet. They're not actually on YouTube. They're on Google. So kind of explain, connect the dots, how that works for them. Connect dots. Yeah, that's great. So YouTube and Google, like Google owns YouTube. They're the same company. Uh, so YouTube will know when someone's searching something on Google. So let's say I'm searching something on Google, like you know, lunchtime or my lunch break or whatever. And then, you know, like an hour later, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm bored or whatever, and I'm looking on YouTube and bang, the ad pops up. Okay. So that that's sort of what we're looking at there. So you're able to target people who are searching on Google, but just on YouTube, which is a different platform. I love this for a lot of reasons. There's, but keep going with where you were going to go because I, before I ask a question that you're probably already going to answer. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Uh, so the other thing is, uh, look, when, when people are actually inside of, of YouTube, the cool thing, and they're, and they're watching your ad, the cool thing is you get the first 30 seconds for free, usually with your ad. Now that's massive because I mean, on Facebook, you're going to get the first like 15 seconds if you do like through play ads or something like that. But if you're able to get someone who's searching for your product, who's literally on YouTube for 30 seconds before they click and you have no other competition at like a quarter or a third of the price. So that that's, and, and you're getting someone who's intent, you know, they're taking those actions that they're ready to buy. They're looking for your product or service. Okay, I'll let you talk about the other intent targetings and then I'll come back with my question. Cool. So I'll just come back to that one for a little second if I can. So this, this, we found this works really good for people who are paying like really high cost per clicks in Google search and stuff like that. Like people who are like ridiculous, like, you know, lawyers, high end ticket coaches, like those people who are just like really, really high cost per click, oh, a software company, you know, those sorts of people who are spending like $50 a click or something. They can then come over to doing the same strategy with YouTube ads and, you know, all of a sudden they're, you know, under $10 a click or something, which is a big deal for them. So that that's where that strategy works really well. And you still get to keep the intent side of it. Okay. So one of the things that might be on people's minds is, okay, if someone is searching on Google, how long of a range do I want that ad to be showing up on YouTube, right? Because if their intent is looking for, uh, let's say they're on vacation right? Looking for restaurants or whatever. Like I would imagine I would want that window to be really tight. You know what I mean? Versus looking for something that has a longer buying cycle, right? Can you set a range of like, you know, searched on Google within last number of days or something like that? Not that I'm aware of. Um, so, I mean, you may be able to, it's not something we've done 
in the past. So for example, you can't be like, oh, I've searched this keyword in the last 24 hours, hit them with an ad, right? Now that might be a thing, like I literally don't know the answer because it's not something we've ever we've ever played with, but I'll, I can definitely look into it and get back to you. Well, the, yeah, I guess the bigger question is how does it work on the ad side? Is it just like some sort of variable that says Google search intent or something like that and you give it the keywords or how's that work? Yeah, 100%. The way that we do it is we just go, hey, look, people who are searching for this keyword, these key phrases, which, how you know, if you're running SEO, dump your SEO list into it, right? Like, that's a great way to get started. Yeah, we find that that gets really good conversions. So we, we've not played with the how long have they searched or anything like that. You know, Google's obviously pretty smart enough to figure all of that out for us. We just let Google do its thing there, but, or YouTube ads do its thing there. But yeah, Seriously, getting in front of people who are searching is a really, really powerful way of getting in front of those intent audiences. Okay, keep going with the other options we have for intent. Cool. So the other options for intent, so that's really our, like that's a great place to start. Probably my next favorite place to start is uh, what we would call like ethically stealing your competitor's traffic, right? And I have to put the word ethically in there because I would say, hey, look, you can steal your competitor's traffic. People like lose their minds and freak out. <laughs> so the, the cool thing with this is uh, the first, there's two ways of doing this. And I'll start with the first one. Uh, and that's basically to send people that are going to your competitors' websites and basically show them your ads. So how does that work? Well, let's just say, for example, I'm in the CRM business and I have a CRM. Um, I could literally go to people visiting you know, HubSpot or Salesforce websites or whatever. And anyone who visits those websites, I can basically show them my ad. Okay, so in, your, in people listening's example, think of your top five competitors. They're spending a lot on ads. Maybe they're spending a lot on search ads and they've figured that out. You can literally pick their landing pages and anyone who's going to these landing pages, you can show them a YouTube ad. Okay. This is fascinating to me. First of all, can you specifically target it to, because you know, on some websites, they have all sorts of different pages on the website. Can you give it a destination URL and say anyone who's visited this particular product, for example, in a store? Yeah. I have great news for you. The answer to that question is yes. So like wow. an e-commerce store, like this particular shop page, where that works really well is people who actually, if we take CRMs as an example, People who go to the login page, right? So we find like that's a that's a great one. If you're look, if you're want to target people who um, just as a target option who have like a big CRM like HubSpot or Salesforce because you know that they're going to have a decent sized business because the CRM is super expensive. That's a targeting option that we've used in the past that's worked quite well. And what you do is you literally just target like, hey, the login page for this. Or uh, if I have a competitor's URL, I might be like. Hey, where are they spending ads? You go to Google search or like have a look at where their ads are, click through and pick that landing page and be like, oh, they're sending a lot of money on this page. Bang, put that page and you can show your ads to those people. For the savvy marketers listening right now, does Google give you as the owner of the site the option to opt out of this or is that not an option? No, 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 not an option. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can pick anyone, anyone out there. So pick the biggest, baddest competition that you've got and pick their landing pages and run a campaign on that. And that's, that's amazing. And people go, oh, are you allowed to do that? And yeah, you can. It's just called clever targeting. <laughs> and, uh, and, and this is the thing. This is why YouTube's just so powerful because you've literally, now you've got someone who's like, they're the perfect demographic for you. They've got, you know, the right amount of money for you. And they're looking at buying the thing from your competitor that you literally are offering. Right. So you won't find a more targeted human out there than that. Well, and if I would imagine with, with that kind of ad, it could be something like looking for an alternative to 
Salesforce, you know, you know, and you could specifically target those people if you're some new startup that's doing a, you know, like a whatever Salesforce is alternative, right? That gets really fascinating. Okay. And there's one other option. Talk to me about that one. So the other option I want to share with you guys is like, if like the websites is fantastic. Like if you just put keywords together and when I'm talking keywords, like that's Google search or YouTube search keywords, right? Like people who are intense searching and you put, you know, the websites that they're visiting, you did a campaign around that, like that's going to give you some pretty targeted traffic. The third one, which is really fun, is like what we call placements in the YouTube ad space. And that's basically putting your ads on any of your competitors' channels or videos, okay? Or maybe picking the top 10 YouTube videos in your niche that you solve problems around and putting your ads in front of those, right? So lots of cool things that you can do there. And so the example I like to use here is if you're a coach or consultant, like let's say that you're a mindset coach or performance coach or something like that, being able to put your ads on, you know, channels like Tony Robbins or Tony Robbins specific videos around this, or, you know, maybe you might do Marie Foley or Grant Cardone or like whoever your top people are, that those, those people, those YouTube channels have spent a ridiculous amount of time and energy putting your ideal customer like into a channel and they're watching the content and you're literally just able to piggyback that pick any channel. So any channels up for grabs, like they changed this a couple of years ago, you can't turn this off. So any competitor out there, you can just put your ads on their channel, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And that is interesting. I would imagine that can get pricey because if there's a lot of people targeting a particular channel or a particular video, then there's going to be kind of a bidding war on that particular one. And that could be a more pricey target. Is that fair to say? It's not so much pricey that the problem with it is, is, is volume is, is usually the drama, right? So like if I pick, um, let's say I pick the top 10 videos or the top 10 channels around my space and I want to uh, show ads to them, there might only be, you know, a few thousand people that are watching that one video. Like if I pick one video, you know, that might get like 10 or 20 views a day or something or 100 or 1,000 views a day. There's not quite enough volume for me to drop like, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars on that. I guess the question I've got for you is kind of, is there a way that you could sew together Google search, competitor traffic, YouTube ad placements along with all the other stuff? Because I would love to hear how this could all kind of work together. Yeah, exactly. So this is where you start creating, like we call it pick your own adventure, right? So this is where you start creating custom audiences and stuff like that, where you start you know, mending, putting a few of these elements together. So you might do people who are searching this particular thing, but they're visiting this website or websites like these. Okay. So, you know, or you might do people who are visiting websites like these, who have been on these particular channels or similar to people who are in my email list or like, you know, however you want to mix and match uh, your particular audiences around that point. The thing that's a little bit different with YouTube to Facebook is if you put a budget into Facebook, they're going to spend it that day, like no matter what happens, right? Whereas if you're doing like placement targeting, like you're targeting channels and videos and stuff, and you haven't got a big enough audience or whatever, it just literally won't spend your budget, right? So you'll be like, ah, spend it, hurry up, this is getting me really good results, right? So that's where you might do, you might create an audience of, you know, these particular channels, you might go like people similar to that or whatever, right? So try and broaden it out a little. That's probably the one big restriction with doing placement targeting. But yes, you can definitely like, you know, chop and change and and create like a pick your own adventure type targeting. If you were just going to get started, I'd probably start with probably, you know, one or two of, or three of those options in terms of intent-based targeting. We talked about something called the reverse funnel when we were prepping for this. And I don't know if that's what you just talked about or if that's something totally different. Yeah. So 
You can definitely do the reverse funnel as well. <laughs> Explain what that is for people that don't know what that means. I've heard reverse funnel explained a few different ways in terms of like from value ladder all the way through to like landing pages and stuff like that. But starting in, in my mind, that would be like starting with your ideal human and, and then working backwards from there instead of having like broad and then coming down and finding the right person. It's just find the right person and just show them your ads is, is how I would interpret that. Is that your interpretation as well? I mean, I don't know what we talked about, to be honest with you. I just had in my notes, reverse funnel. If I think about how all this stuff sews together, it seems to me as if what I'm hearing you say is, first of all, we've got this demographic, which is who is our customer. And we probably have access to this information somewhere. And we know generally if there's a certain region of the world they live in, and we know generally what their interests are, right? But we layer in the second layer that you talked about, which is this income targeting, right? Which is something we don't have on the other platforms. And we trust that Google knows way more than, than the other platforms do. And we do those two things together. All of a sudden things are really rocking. But then when we get to intent, right, which is the big thing that's missing on all the other platforms, right? You can't get intent out of Facebook. You can get intent out of Google. It seems to be that when you match all these things together, you get really super ridiculously effective targeting. Is that fair to say? 100%. And I guess, um, so to answer your question a little bit better from before about the reverse funnel, that that is basically an inverted funnel, if you will, the way that that targeting works. We have a diagram of it, which is basically like the genuine interest targeting at the top. Income targeting is a bit smaller. So of those people, you want to target people with income. And then of those people who can afford it, target those people who have their credit card out ready to go. And that's why we call that a credit card out targeting. And a lot of the times people go, you know, that sounds really cool, but you know, how do you actually get to someone with their credit card out? But if you think about it, not only have they got their credit card out, they have money on it and they're ready to go. Uh, now, I don't know another platform out there with the exception of maybe Google search that you could do that with, but the cost per lead and cost per clicks is going to be like way more expensive than anything that you do with YouTube ads. And uh, the cool thing about YouTube ads is a video ad. You're not, you're not restricted to 15 characters or 30 characters or whatever it is. You're actually able to do an ad. And the cool thing with the ad is like I definitely do an ad that helped people. That's a pro tip in that platform because that's what they're looking for. They're looking to be educated. So you really want to have that inside of your of your ad platform, if you will. Ben, this has been super interesting and intriguing. If people want to reach out to you, do you have a preferred social platform? And if they want to check out your business, where do you want to send them? Yeah, sure. So if you want to connect with me personally, like LinkedIn is probably the best place for that. So if you just go to LinkedIn and type in Benjamin Jones and like YouTube or something, I'll pop up. The problem with having a name of like Benjamin Jones is there's only like one trillion of us out there from actors to football players to all sorts of different stuff. So if you if you type Benjamin Jones and YouTube into either Google or YouTube, I'll definitely pop up there. Now, the other thing, if you wanted to come check us out on the website or whatever, we give away heaps of free resources. So uh, if you come to titanmarketer.com, so it's just titanmarketer with E-R, so not Titan Marketing, titanmarketer.com. If you go to Titan Marketer, we, we'll have heaps of cool resources. We have like some cool targeting templates and checklists and stuff. You know, we'll help you script your ads. We even show you how to do it with AI, get AI to write really cool ads. All sorts of really cool stuff. We have free trainings and things. So if you're looking to get started with YouTube, you're not quite sure, like, what are the next steps from here? How do I start putting some of this credit card out targeting into play? If you check out the website, we have a whole bunch of, like, free video training and free downloadable resources. We're actually going to do, like, a special page just for people listening to this podcast from Social Media Examiner. So I'm going to throw in some really cool bonuses in there that I haven't mentioned here. So if you go to that page, we'll have a special page for anyone listening here, Michael, for, for these listeners, and you'll be able to get heaps of really cool stuff. So do they need to go to titanmarketer.com or do they go to titanmarketer.com slash something else? 
Yeah, so it'll be titanmarketer.com forward slash SME. Okay, perfect. So it'll be titanmarketer.com forward slash SME. If you go to that URL, I'm going to have some pretty cool resources that won't be available anywhere else. Just some of the stuff that we reserve for our high ticket clients and stuff. So go there, check it out. There'll be heaps of cool stuff there waiting for you when you arrive. Ben Jones, thank you so much for coming on and answering all my questions. We're so much better because of it. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Michael. Hopefully we've been able to, you know, provide some value or help some people in their journey to YouTube advertising. Yeah, I can't appreciate you enough for having me on the show. Thank you so much and wish everyone all the best. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 563. And if you're new to the show, be sure to follow us. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? I'm at Stelzner on Instagram and at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.